Before we even kick off the podcast, I just want to remind everyone to go like, subscribe, and keep up with these weekly episodes. If you like what you hear, spread the word so more coaches can tune in for our weekly podcasts. All right, here we go. The Hog Football Podcast is brought to you by GameStrat. GameStrat is the number one sideline replay choice for the top football programs in the country. Their system is extremely reliable, easy to set up and use, and they also have the best customer service in the industry. Go to GameStrat.com to learn why more coaches keep switching to GameStrat for their sideline replay system. That's GameStrat.com. G-A-M-E-S-T-R-A-T.com. In 2020, Athletic Recruiting Education and Navigation was founded with one fundamental reason in mind, to keep the high school coach as the bedrock for the student athlete as they travel through the recruiting process. With questions about when to start, do I go to junior days or what camps do I attend? We saw one major flaw in the system, who's supporting the coach. Aaron aims to provide you with resources and information for your student athletes and their families. We keep you up to date with current trends, provide feedback on the current time frame, and engage with parents to take questions off your plate. Can you handle the recruiting process on your own? Sure, but with the demands of coaching, do you really want to? Contact Aaron today to talk about how we can be there to help you navigate the ever-changing and tumultuous recruiting waters. The Hog Football Podcast is brought to you by Sports Workbook, the premier coach's workbook. Keep all your opponents' scouting info, play draw-ups, and notes in your personalized coil-bound booklet. With over 15 preset workbooks to choose from, like the offensive coordinator or the defensive coordinator for in-season opponent scouting, or the popular $20 off-season clinic notebook that has 50 pages for notes and 50 pages for play draw-ups. We've got you covered to stay organized all year long. No shipping cost and fast delivery. That's sportsworkbook.com. Hi, I'm Coach Tony Schiffman, and welcome to the Hog Football Podcast, where we talk all things football and all things offensive line. Uh, today I've got with me Coach Danny Schechter. Coach Schechter just finished his second season at Libertyville High School as the offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach, and that's Libertyville High School in, in uh, Illinois. Uh, before that, he was in Washington, D.C. as part of a, a Gonzaga College High School program that won a few state titles, uh, and he's been on staffs at Illinois State, Jack Britt High School, which we got to talk about that a little bit because we were right down the road from each other, I think. Uh, Northeast Oklahoma. AM, Arkansas Tech, and then Leesburg High School, High School in Florida. He's a current PE teacher, but has taught English before. I don't know how you've taught English for 10 years without losing your mind. Uh, and a good buddy of mine. So welcome, Coach. Happy New Year. Happy holidays. Uh, pleasure to have you, man. Happy New Year, Tony. Uh, happy to be on. Ha ha happy holidays to, to you and everybody else. It's a it's great time of year, especially for us who are not at the AFCA convention, so we can yeah. enjoy the national championship from home. Yes. Oh man, that was that was. I think sometimes that was more stressful than like the actual convention itself. Like, where are you watching the game? Where are you watching the game? Where are you watching the game? Uh, last year, last year kind of was a. Uh, uh, a snafu a little bit, but I ended up watching the game with, um, oh my gosh, now my, my brain just completely went. I just got back from Mexico. So I'm still kind of trying to re 
recombobulate. But uh, Tim Thornton, good lord, uh, who was who just who just retired yeah. as the head, or resigned as the head coach at, at Peoria. Um, we Peoria, yeah. He, uh, yeah, coach. Yeah, Thornton was uh, at Illinois State when uh, when I first started there. When I was actually an equipment manager before I was an undergraduate student assistant. Great, great dude. Heck of a coach. Yeah. Yeah, and it was just him and I. We watched the game. I mean, we we talked, we talked football, we talked culture, we talked program. So it was. I gotta not to not to sidetrack. I gotta try to get him on the podcast too because he's he's a he's a very good football mind, a good good dude, good good person. But yes. but I digress. Um, well, cool man. Well, I, I'm glad to have you. And again, with, without the stress, the AFCA is very good. Um, you know, you've been around at a couple great programs. Been been obviously Libertyville's had their their run of success. Talk to me about how the offensive line played a role in um, in the you know the success of some of those really good teams you've been a part of. Well, the the best teams that I've ever been a part of have good offensive lines, and not just good, but but great. Uh, some of the best offensive line I have, I, I mean, that's going to be our best team. So when we were at Gonzaga and we won our championship in in, in 2018, uh, that was probably the definitely the best high school offensive line that I've ever coached and been part of um, and maybe one of the best you know um, assembled uh, on that offensive line um, you had the left tackle Olu Kashanu who's going to be you know drafted into the uh, NFL this year um, at left guard uh, it was uh, Luke Pettibone who's uh, at Wake Forest right now uh, at center was Justice Johnson who ended up playing at uh, Virginia um, at right tackle was Patrick Madden, who played at NC State, and right guard. I am I'm whiffing right now on the right guard, and now I'm kind of I'm kind of embarrassed. But he was another guy that went on and played. So it's like yeah. you know, you have four or five D one power five guys on the offensive line, and uh, not a bad group to protect Caleb Williams at the uh, at the quarterback spot. So they they were the reason that we were able to do a lot of the things that we did offensively. Um, and, and to me, as an offensive coordinator um, and quarterback coach, you know, thinking about the offensive line, uh, uh, their talent, their skill set, that to me is one of the determining factors of what you can do offensively yeah. at Libertyville. Um, you know, we, we were kind of young on the offensive line this past season, but man, they were a bunch of really good kids who cared about football and worked really hard. Um, and the offensive line coach, Dan Henneberry, uh, he's done a really good job, open to growth, wants to get better. And so uh, throughout the season, just uh, you get the kids and the coach who, who they want to be better. They're hard workers. They're all coachable. And uh, and they got better throughout the season. And they did a much better job than uh, I initially thought uh, we could get out of them. Uh, so so that was awesome uh, to see. And we, we threw the ball around quite a bit this year right. offensively, which um, I, I, love, I love to do. Um, and uh, the pass protection, uh, for especially for a unit high school right. unit offensive line, they did they did a really good job. By the end of the year, they're doing a good job passing off twists and stunts and stuff like that. It was it was really impressive. Um, and then you know part of the other thing is, you know, finding what they do well, uh, highlighting that, and then right. just repping that over and over and over and over again. Right. Yeah, I mean, there's, 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 there's a lot of merit in the, uh, in the simplicity of, of being a coach sometimes, and, and like you just said, finding what they do well, and hey, let's focus on this. Let's, let's make sure that we get the, the most out of this instead of. I, I always, I'm sure if people listen to the podcast a bunch, they've heard me say it, and I know my former players have. 
but don't don't put the square peg in the round hole. Don't don't try to force a kid to do something he's not good at when it's gonna it's gonna not lead to successes. So, um, yeah. you know, with that with that Libertyville group, I've got to ask um, because I've 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 got a little bit of background with some of those. I I think they're your freshmen right now, uh, but I had them a few years when I was at Lake Forest at the at the Nike overnight camp. Um, and they were, they were like stacked loaded, like big giant kids. I mean, did you guys have a, a good, a good freshman season this year with those guys? Or, um, I, I hope, I hope a lot of, them, I don't, I don't remember names, unfortunately, uh, just because they weren't my guys, but, uh, they were awesome kids. They were hilarious and, and, and good group. So I hope, I hope they had a good season. Yeah, they, they had a really solid season. Um, we, uh, we, a couple, uh, one or two of their best guys went down, uh, early yeah. in the season. So. Um, you know that obviously ha- has an impact, uh, but no, they they had a really solid season. They started off strong, f- faded away a little bit at the end, but you know part of that was also you know we were grabbing guys from that right. freshman team, and um, hey, uh, we grab guys from the JV, bring them up to the varsity. Well, who's going to play that JV role? Well, you can create more developmental opportunities. Right. Um, you know if you don't have the next guy in line on the JV, cool. Let's bring a freshman on up. And now you help open up the window of opportunity for a freshman to get more playing time than maybe he would have gotten if you didn't bring that freshman up. Um, right. So they uh, they had a solid season. Um, you know, we had we had um, uh, our sophomore a sophomore starting at left tackle who was on the freshman team the previous year, Miles Zapesky. Um, he he had a really really strong sophomore season. So you know, I'm really hoping he he's a he's a hard worker. Um, you know, if he 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 he's gonna keep developing you know he's got some good private training going on um i feel like we have a very good off-season program going on um and you know he he loves learning football so he's a guy who i hope that can you know he's reaching for the stars i I think and believe he can reach them um and then um rhett van boning was another good oh yeah for us he was a junior yep um his brother trenton is at uh eastern um uh, trenton is you know more of like that long uh tackle Rhett is the middle brother, so he's the classic middle brother. He's shorter, you know, and all that kind of stuff. He's a really good athlete. Yep. Uh, loves loves football. Loves learning football. Knows it pretty darn well. Um, and um, I'm really looking forward to his senior season and what he's going to be able to accomplish in the off season as well as for us during the season. Yeah. No, I've 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 I worked with. Um, I think I kind I kind of piggybacked on a session with Rhett one time when he was working with. Um, with fist. So yeah. um, he's, I, I remember seeing him and, and talking to him and talking to dad a little bit too. So he's, yeah, I, I know, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. He's a good kid. Very good kid. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I, I hate with offensive lines sometimes where like length and uh, height is put at such prominence and, and yeah. I get it. Like you can't be five, eight playing in the playing cow D one college baller or in the NFL. Uh, but you know, I, I know I've seen things where like there is no correlation between wingspan and the number of sacks an NFL lineman uh, ha- has allowed. Um, so I, I really hope that some of kind of like how the short quarterbacks are starting to get some love now. Right. I hope some of those shorter, stockier uh, linemen, you know, the 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 Kelseys of the world, you know, those guys, uh, sawed off shotguns, they need to start getting some more love because. Uh, Luke Luke Pettibone, who's at Wake Forest, pound for pound is arguably the best offensive lineman uh, that I that I've ever seen. And you know he's got the short you know shorter arms, and he's only like six one or so. But uh, what what a stud! Um, a great story is 
um, when when I was at Gonzaga, uh, we were going into the semifinal game against St. John's College High School, and at the time they were ranked number three in the nation, yeah. uh, undefeated, kicking teams butts. Um, and uh, Olutashanu, the starting left tackle, who's at you know Penn State, going to be in the league. Um, the win Tuesday, Wednesday before we play that playoff game. Um, he gets a, a scout team player thrown right into his ankle. Oh, so, lovely. Ankle brain out, out for the game. You get a little bit annoying. Um, and, and so we're like, we had to take Luke, our left guard, put him at left tackle, and he's going against a power five defensive end. I mean, that team was loaded. I can't remember if Cam Good, who's on Michigan right now, playing for the Natty, um, I can't remember if he was on the team, but I know he was on the team with a bunch of other guys that, you know, ones at like UCF and all these places. It's right. a crazy good team. It just tells you how good Luke was that he could go from left guard, bump out to left tackle, and help us beat the number three team in the nation. Um, so I would love to see those guys, those sawed off dudes who can just get after it, right? Oh, yeah. They kick great angles, they have great leverage, and when they get their hands on you, they're just able to clamp down. Um, I don't think wingspan is as important as some coaches make it out to be, but I'm also a quarterback coach and I'm <laughs> short, so maybe I'm just maybe maybe it's just that. <laughs> no, I, I I agree with you, man. I I think it's um it, it's, I mean it's kind of like with 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 that those eyeball things are always you know there there is there's some value to it, but again it's if you can play ball you can play ball and like you said is it going to be you know are there going to be six foot offensive tackles in the NFL probably not but there are some there are some six foot six foot one guys that can play the interior spots that can that are a lot better than 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 the other people out there so no I get you I agree with you 100 percent there's a lot of a lot of offensive line coaches that will agree with you on that one so um you're 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 not it's not too not too outside of the ordinary there but um good yeah um, let's make let's make let's make short athletes great again come on yeah absolutely i'm a short i mean i wouldn't use the term athlete but i'm a short i was a short football player i, I mean yeah let's of course let's undersized guys there's nothing wrong with us We're, we can we can play a little bit too so um you sort of alluded to it a little bit uh you know you said you like to throw the ball around um I, just out of my own curiosity kind of what would you what would you define your offensive kind of philosophy as you know i shouldn't say philosophy more scheme like what 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 are you guys running um and how is that how have you seen yeah. that evolve kind of over your your span of a of a football coaching career well it's um it's way different this year uh made a huge departure from what i've previously been calling as as an oc for for quite a while so uh this past season we went to the uh tennessee art briles uh choice routes okay um uh, wide 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 receiver splits um uh downhill run game um so that's a big time departure from what i've done previously um so when i came into football at illinois state i was really lucky uh justin fuente was the offensive coordinator um and you know brad cornelson was uh the receiver coach fullman wiggins uh, my my last year was the running back coach there. He's now the receiver coach at Bama, mm -hmm. um, and and uh, Vance Vice uh, was so a bunch of bunch of really good coaches who you know got to really high levels because a they're good coaches, b they're good people, and c they're damn good recruiters. Right. Um, uh, and and I don't and maybe not in that order, but anyway, um, <laughs> you know at, at Illinois State under Flu, um, it was a lot of like 
combo route. So kind of like the classic cover two, two high beater on one side with one high beater on the other side to make it kind of like really simplified. Right. Um, that's, that's kind of the coaching um, uh, pass game that I came up in was that idea of having a two beater on a side and a, and a three beater on, on the other side. Um, and then um, uh, after leaving there um, and going to Jack Britt um, and, um, and really my time at uh, Northeastern Oklahoma and Junior College and Arkansas Tech, that was more like on the air raid uh, side of, of the passing game. Um, so under press at Arkansas Tech, we were a full-fledged air raid team. He was like old school sick because he knew Mummy and all those guys down in Valdosta. Right. Uh, so, um, you know, <laughs> it was it was definitely uh, cool learning learning the air raid. Some of the things I, I would ask, like um, our favorite pass play, um, we only ran it to the left. And I'd be like, <laughs> this is our best pass play. Why don't we run it also – to the right, or just right. like, well, not we just don't do that in the air raid. Right. You know, if we did if we did it to the right, it'd be two by two, and it, and it's not as good. Um, and if we want to run it to the right out of three by one, we would just call this, and it kind of gets the same thing. Um, so it's just kind of some goofy stuff like that. Um, that I think that that I get it. If there's some, there's definitely benefits to it where we're gonna run it this way every single time. You get right. a lot of really great reps at it, but at the same time, like it's our best play. Why not run it both ways? So. <laughs> So, you know, I, there, there were some combo routes that I absolutely loved at Illinois State. There were some air raid uh, plays, air raid staples uh, that I loved. And then uh, when I got down to Leesburg uh, down in Florida, um, the, the head coach had, had a system. So, you know, I kind of had to adopt uh, what he did. He was a, a huddle up, run the power kind of a guy. I loved the way that Randy Trivers taught. Uh, running power, um, really like a lot of his coaching philosophies. I um, uh, I liked, you know, coaching with buzzwords instead of paragraphs. Um, he didn't always necessarily follow that, but finding those like few key phrases to coach in was always really important. But, you know, his pass game was a little bit edge. It was, you know, uh, just different concepts, um, uh, but it was taught in a really uh, interesting way that I hadn't seen before where, um, you know, it was, uh, the number one, two, three, four, and five receivers, well, that was your route based off of where you were on alignment, um, and then if the play was going to the left or going to the right. Uh, right. So the receivers had to know the alignment. They needed to know the pass protection, right? Because um, if we called seven-man pass pro, uh, only three receivers are going out, so you only need to know one, two, and three. Um, and that would, in, you know, based off your alignment, that would tell you what, what route you had. It's an interesting way to teach I really I really like that way and I use that for you know a decade uh calling plays um and so um you know I kind of just combined the combo routes that I liked at Illinois State uh as well as like how to how how Fuente taught quarterbacks to decide should I go to the work that boundary cover three beater or should I go to the field combo side um I love you know there's some staple air raid plays that you know everybody's running Right. Um, and uh, that that were great. Um, and then uh, and then some of the stuff that that, that I got from Coach T. Uh, so just kind of combining them. Um, and uh, just hey, these are pass plays that I like. I think they work well together. Um, and that kind of be, became uh, became the offense. But like I said, this last year, uh, going to the choice route stuff, 
uh, uh, Bryles, Hupel. Yeah. Um, the the dude that uh, I think it was Albany. You know, they made like a Coach Tube video uh, on it. You know, those guys did a great job of teaching it. So kind of taking all those different things and then boiling it down to make it learnable, likable, and simple for right. for the guys. And um, I love the choice of stuff. I don't, I don't think I'm ever gonna leave it. Um, it can. <laughs> It's kind of like um, wide zone where um, it, it ha- really has an answer no matter what uh, right. you're what what you're getting, um, uh, but it allows the freedom of the players to make decisions on the field, and it just goes back to backyard football. Uh, that's what that's what it really is. It's organized backyard football where hey, back in the day when you were playing uh, with your with your buddies in, in you know when you you know like we all did. Uh, the the high school football game was going on on the field, but the best game was really going on in the grass behind the press box, right? Oh, yeah. and, and you know, hey, we weren't drawing up plays. It was, hey, we're playing eight on eight, so you got seven choice routes going on, um, and they're playing man coverage, um, and and you fit and you figured it out. And I think right. there's a lot of beauty and simplicity into that. And hey, we you give your guys, hey, these are the choices that you can make, um, and then you just try and teach them how to make those choices based off the look they're getting as well as their skill set um and then you just rep it over and over and right. over again and, and it was it was a lot of fun we, we threw the ball around quite a bit sometimes i maybe i got a little too pass happy um uh, but it, it's hard not to when you have a really good quarterback you had a good receiving core the protection was pretty darn solid and when you have the choice route you're just like you're gonna be right right uh, so it's it's even easier to call that as opposed to what I was doing previously where I felt like I kind of had to call the right pass play at the right time. Um, you know, you're, you're giving the quarterback the answer ahead of time with the choice route saying you're basically throwing it to this one guy. Now it's just up to you two to figure out what the best choice is and make it happen. Right. No, I mean, that's, I mean, again, I think you went back to it again. You, 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 you said the magic word, right? You said simple and, and, sometimes sometimes that's that's hard for guys to be simple they they want to be i mean myself you know i had to i had to tell my assistants this year like sometimes like tell me to shut up tell me tell me to put the marker down like i don't need to be cute like yeah i can sit there and it's fun to draw stuff up and and think but like hey let's just be simple. Let's be smart. Let's make it work and, and let's move on to the next play or, or, or the next drive or whatever it, it, it needs to be. So the, the simplicity yeah, would... part is, is, is tough. It's tough, but it's, it's hard. You want to be, you know, you want to be innovative. Everybody I think wants to be innovative. Even the guys that are running the, the, the quote unquote prehistoric offenses want to be innovative. So it's, it's tough to, to kind of bite that, that pill a little bit, but, um, it's needed. Especially now, especially especially nowadays when you have right. guys like me or, or Dan Casey or whatever, um, you know, just posting all these really cool plays. Right. They're they're in your face. And you're like, oh man, that's really cool. Like I want to do it. But understanding like the situation, the context, uh, how that fits within the offense, why they chose to run it because it broke that defense's rules or whatever. Like right. there's a lot that goes into that kind of stuff that we don't always take into account i know i've i've fallen into the into the trap um i mean i would love to go back and look at when i've gotten cute and fancy on the board during the week and and be like all right which of those plays really like did what we wanted them to do um and and one of the things i i tried to 
I, I don't remember where I heard it from, but a few years ago I heard like if you're gonna put a new play in for a week, like it better not be a play for five yards. Because right. we we have a ton of five yard plays in the playbook ready to go all all the time. Um like if we're gonna put something in for this week, um it better be a gash play, right? It better be a touchdown, a big gainer, or it's gonna be something in in a specific situation that like man that that put us put us over the edge. Like if it's not gonna be one of those, then I don't want it. I want to figure out how to run our stuff better, right? And to to dress it up, uh, uh, and hide it better. Right. No, that's I mean that's you hit the nail on the head there. I mean it's like like we were we were we were very much the same way. You know if if now if we saw something. I will say this: If we saw something on film in preparation that we knew we would get five yards every time, okay. But yeah. it wasn't necessarily it wasn't necessarily creating something <laughs> brand new. You know, it was something within our structure, within the scheme, where we said, "All right, you know what? We can do this, manipulate them this way, and we know we're going to get the results every single time, or until they, you know, m- maybe they adjust the third or fourth time, and then we have to try something else." But um, I mean, shoot, I can't tell you how many times this year we put in we put in stuff, you know, not not a lot, obviously, but maybe we put in a, a shot play or a a, a chunk play, mm-hmm. um, and we didn't even run it because it, it the either the opportunity never came up um, or it just it just it wasn't necessary, and we kind of were able to tuck it back in our pocket and use it another another week. Um, and that happens, yeah. you know, that happens too. And there's, there's no reason to, to force the issue when it's, it's, you don't need to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, I definitely, I definitely just like all OCs, like there are things that you want to keep in your back pocket. So that way, when you, when you really need it in that big game yeah. uh, against the rival or, you know, it's not cutting time and the playoff game is on the line. Like you want that in your back, back pocket for a nice haymaker i mean you got to kind of pick and choose right uh and and, and there like you said there are games where hey we put something in that we love it's a great shot play but we're we're up 21 nothing in the first quarter and we're you know we're right. we ain't slowing down all right i'm not gonna pull that play out so yeah yeah i'm, no I'm, I'm with you on that yeah um so i gotta i gotta ask just because kind of you've, you've talked about it a bit start your, your time started at illinois state Number one, this is a two-part question. It might be three parts once I get going, so just be ready. <laughs> Number one, when when you went to Illinois State, did you did you have were you were you you know did you go there with the intent of of trying to help the football program? Hundred um, percent, yeah. And then okay, and then sort of what what got you down the line of kind of switching from what you were doing to let's let's get into coaching a little bit. Kind of what was that switch for you? Yeah. So. Um, Going into Illinois State, I emailed uh, the the head coach uh, Denver Johnson, uh, and I and I told him, hey, I love I love football. Um, I've, I've I've kind of accepted that my playing days are over. Um, right. I mean, I definitely overachieved as a high school football player. Who I was five five, one hundred and thirty pounds. Um, you know, about as a starter. Um, and I think we were gosh seven A uh, at Glumbrook North at the time when we like I think we just went to the eight classes at that time. Um, I mean, you know, hey, my highlight is I caught the game-tying touchdown pass against our arch rival in the conference championship game. Like, you know, that is like experiences like that were were, were life-changing and all that. And uh, But 
I, I was like, I'm not good enough to play at, at this level. There's part of me, I, I always look back and I'm like, I wish I tried walking on. Right. But, you know, I, I was just like, I just want to be part of the team. And that was what my email to Denver Johnson was. I, I was like, I will do anything to just help out with the team in any way, shape, or form. So he hooked me up with uh, the equipment manager um, and said we could always use help in the equipment room. I said, great, that puts me on the field at practice every single day. Um, I'm I'm there. I'm seeing football. I'm, I'm I'm part of it. And what boy, what a great learning experience to being you know the the man, the big man on campus uh, as a high school football player to literally watching the jock straps. Right. Um, and and that was my that was my introduction to you know college football was I was literally doing that as as my job. And I just tried to be by the quarterback coach and the wide receiver coach at practice. Every single day, just trying to listen to what they were trying to coach. Uh, I was, you know, writing down the drills that they were running. Uh, so it was just my way of being close, close to football. You know, traveling with the team, and I had a great deal. Um, my my freshman year, I got half my tuition paid for and a fifteen hundred dollars stipend each semester. Um, and then that bumped up my sophomore year to three quarters of my tuition being paid and getting like two thousand dollars. Uh, per semester and then it and then my stipend increased a little bit more my my third year doing it but I knew I was like I want to coach football like I'm dying but I'm also this like college kid who looks up to these coaches they seem like these giants um you know both on the physical scale as well as just like these are college coaches like it was it was pretty intimidating so trying to talk to them like I was just picking and choosing because I'm low man on the total and then one day um i went to uh jim williams who was the tight end at fat at the time and i asked him i was like is there any way that that you could teach me football like i want to coach one day um, um but i would just love to be able to like learn more about football like we set up meeting times uh it's pretty naive uh, i guess to ask of a coach of more more of their time because it gives so much of it already especially at that level um, but he was like, you know what, let me talk to the head coach and uh, see what we can do. Um, and so uh, Denver Johnson called me into his office, and he was like, hey, we would love to have you be an undergraduate student assistant. Right. Um, you'd be able to be in all the meetings. Um, you know, you, you'd be part of practice. Um, um, you know, you're not going to lead any drills or anything like that. Um, you know, essentially, I'm a gopher. Go for this, go for that. But I'm there for all of it, and then the more work I do and the more I show I'm capable of, the more responsibilities uh, I'll get. He's like, right. but um, no, you got – it's volunteer. We don't have money. We can't pay you for it. Um, you, you can't have a scholarship. You, there's no stipend. Um, and I was like, boom, done, no problem. Let's do it. Right. Um, and so uh, I just worked my way from delabeling VHS tapes, right, taking the sticky part off the VHS tapes. Um, uh, doing that to uh, inputting data. Uh, so like, you know, I had I, I got to a point where I'm breaking down, you know, uh, however many games left, uh, how many ever many games of the opponent a week ahead of time, right? Um, and breaking down their defenses. So that's really my introduction to to coaching uh, was you know just doing all all the grunt work uh, from a, an equipment manager to doing all the grunt work as that uh, assist student assistant coach. Um, and it was a great learning experience that, I mean, definitely changed the trajectory of, uh, of my coaching. And yeah. I'll never forget the first meeting I ever had in, um, that's when I learned how much I did not know about <laughs> football. Right. Um, 
and that and like hey all these high school kids all these parents they think they know football because they played it um and because they watch it on tv but you start listening to high level coaches talk ball um and it's like you know and it's just choop choop just flying over my head um and uh it was a great way to uh, trial by fire and and learn from really really good guys that's i mean that's the best i mean for a coach that's the best internship like unpaid you know obviously back then unpaid intern right because because you were you were you were unfortunately you're you're about the same age as i am um you were before kind of the time when you know back 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 when you were in college there were two ga's there was an offensive ga and a defensive ga yeah we didn't have that we had we had restricted earnings positions, so it was like a, a D line coach is making fifteen thousand dollars, right? Uh, to be a full time coach, basically. Right, and, and so, but it was it was right before you know before everything blew up with with now now you've got all these staffs with thirty guys. So, uh, but still, that's that's an unbelievable kind of just like you were saying, just some of the names that that you were associated with and and that were going in and out of Illinois State, and and it's. You can't you can't beat that education. That's like uh, that's like you know the the stockbrokers on Wall Street who are doing the things for free, um, and and just yeah. getting getting the knowledge to to use for when they get that opportunity themselves. So um, that's Absolutely. pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, well, so last question I've got for you, and you kind of allude, you kind of talked about it. I keep saying alluded. Um, you kind of talked about it a little bit, but. Um, if you if and I ask this to everybody, if you could build a, a Mount Rushmore of guys you've coached or played with, or or just a, a fan, so you've already given me four, I think. Who, is there anybody different or anybody new you'd throw on that uh, on that Mount Rushmore? All right, so so like when you say the Mount Rushmore, like you know, are, you, are this is like the best guys that I've been lucky enough to to coach? So it can be this can be five guys that you've coached that you. Uh-huh played ball with growing up or that you just were like you know what i freaking love so and so it can be any five guys cool uh the best one that i ever coached and once again do would have been is it would have been an absolute stud whether or not he he met me and my number one job was to not screw him up um and i think i did a really good job of not screwing him up and i think i um you know helped push him to be uh, ahead of a lot of high school quarterbacks and that'd be caleb williams um, fell, you know, fell into my lap per se. Um, got really lucky to to coach Jim, um, and uh, what a great, uh, what a great young man he was uh, when when I was coaching him. And you know, I I, I still message him uh, to to this day. Um, so definitely lucky to have been part a small part of his journey. So he'd obviously be up there. Um, I gotta say Olu, um, yeah. because uh, I mean Olu was a regular high school student. He didn't come to high school to play football. He'd never really played football uh, in his life, and we just saw him walking the hallways, and we're like, "Hey, man, you want to play football?" And he's like, "Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll try it." And you know, now he's gonna be, uh, you know, pro- hopefully he's on the Bears. Um, fingers crossed. I would love to have him. Yeah. Uh, on uh, on the Bears. Um. So those guys definitely. Um. Uh, it's so hard to to choose because there's so many great guys, uh, great young men that that I've coached. Um, one who I played with. Uh, that nobody will ever know about is uh, this kid John Hoppy. Um, he he was just like a classic football player slash he was a hockey player too. I played with him from sixth grade through high school. He played at Baden, um, and he um 
the best story for him is that he like dislocated his thumb uh, our sophomore year and he went to the trainer and the trainer's like nope can't pop it back in won't do that you're out for the game he went to his dad who's a doctor and his dad's like no nah, listen to the trainer and right. then hopping he just he just popped it back in himself taped it up and went <laughs> back in you know and like he was just that kid you know that guy i mean it's great we did that angle and he he chased down uh, this kid and literally like picked him up and power slammed him. Oh and the kid God. is the kid that he slammed down. Uh, he's he's laughing and crying at the same time because uh, it was so amazing, and so painful. So I'm gonna put I'm gonna put my guy John Hoppy uh, up there uh, as a guy who I played you know basically forever with. Um, so that gives me three. Um, uh, I'm not gonna put any of my Libertyville guys up there because I don't want any jealousy. Yeah. Uh, to to run rampant in case they ever they, they decide to listen <laughs> to it. Um, let's see here. Um, Arkansas Tech University. Uh, Fran Simeon. Uh, he was a receiver that I coached. Um, he was a D one kid that ended up coming being D two, and the dude was an absolute stud. Uh, was like a um, second team All American, I believe, at Arkansas Tech, and just like a really good dude, uh, super approachable, um, and just like. He's like one of those, he's like an owl, you know, just wise by, beyond his years uh, right. kind of a guy. All right, so that gives, that gives me four. Yeah. Um, all right, and then, all right, let me think. Uh, Jack Britt, we had some good guys. I'm not going to use any of those guys. Uh, <laughs> NEO, I could use my guy Cardell Clemens, but I, I won't. You know what? I'm just going to go with John Marshall. Uh, he, he caught the Hail Mary to win the – 2018 WCAC championship. I mean, talk about one of the best experiences to ever have in your life is A, winning a championship, and B, doing it uh, uh, on a Hail Mary last play of the game, no time on the clock, um, in what in the craziest game that I've ever been a part of. So um, if it weren't for him, I wouldn't have had that opportunity. So I'm going to put John Marshall up there as well. Um, uh, and an honorable mention to Johnny Jordan and Luke Pettibone as two stud offensive linemen <laughs> who are short, stocky, um, and uh, pound for pound, uh, two of the best offensive linemen that that I've ever seen. So um, I know I chose a bunch of skilled players, but hey. uh, I really could make it with offensive linemen because um, at the end of the day, you can only go as far offensively as your offensive linemen take you. No, it's good, man. I appreciate it. It's it's they're all they're all different. They're like snowflakes. Every list has been different, so it's 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 good, man. Um, well, coach, I appreciate you coming on here. Uh, before I let you go, do me a favor. Um, tell everybody your Twitter handle because you're you're putting out great stuff every every day. Um, so tell them your Twitter handle and and uh, anything else you need the listeners to know about you. Uh, yeah, on Twitter it's a uh, uh, coach D the letter D and then Shaq S H A C K like the little house, not like the basketball player. Um, you know I'm on on Twitter and uh, Instagram just putting out football stuff. Um, don't look for me on Facebook because that's just like friends, family, and and all that <laughs> jazz. Um, uh, right now, the fun stuff that I'm doing, I'm starting to get into the, like the world of lacrosse. So trying to take uh, what I've learned and how I teach uh, with quarterback play uh, to to lacrosse and uh, and their shooting. So that's a lot of fun. And I got my big spring uh, badminton season coming up. So I'm the I'm the head coach of our girls uh, badminton team. That's awesome. Uh, last last year I did the JV. This year uh, the the head coach retired. They asked if I would uh, do it again uh, and be the the head varsity coach. And I said. As long as you just want somebody to help be positive right. um, and, and build build uh build a program about 
having fun and stuff like that, you got your guy. So uh, I, I look forward to that. It's it's a lot of fun. It's a totally different world. Um, but at the end of the day, um, it just makes me a better coach, and, and that's what it's all about. I want to be my best uh, to help the the young men and women that I coach be their best. Awesome, Coach. Well, this was great, man. I appreciate it. We, we're going to have to do a part two sometime because I didn't get this, this damn this damn Zoom limit. Um, we didn't get to a lot of stuff I want to talk about, but we'll have to do this again sometime soon, man. I appreciate you coming on and looking forward to talking with you here real shortly. Hey, we'd love to do it. Have a good one, and let's enjoy being home and not at the convention. Amen, brother. Talk to you later. See you. Bye.